0: Welcome to Soul Flow Podcast, a podcast where we talk about any and everything spiritual. Now, please welcome your hosts, Melissa and Jason.
1: Welcome back to the Soul Flow Podcast. I'm Melissa.
0: And I'm Jason.
1: Uh, So welcome back to our second episode on the reboot. (laughs) And today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple things, but we wanted to start the episode out by pulling a oracle card. So Jason has the deck. It's the Mystical Shaman Oracle deck. So he's pulling a card. And what did you pull?
0: Pachamama.
1: Pachamama.
0: I've never pulled Ooh. this card before. It looks pretty cool.
1: Interesting. Pachamama. So we'll he'll read from Pach, the book.
0: Pachamama. There's a natural movement of events in the world. You can see it in phenomena such as the tide, the ebb and flow of oceans and rivers that rise up from the earth, then flow to the sea. The symbol of flow represents the effortless and nat- <clears throat> and natural movement towards a certain destination. It signifies an ability to gracefully move around obstacles and reminds you of a sense of allowing. So then it was upside down. So that's like the medicine. So don't try to push against the river or swim upstream right now. You can trust that when the time is right, your dreams will begin to take shape and you will be invited to dance with destiny right now. However, you must relax. This is not the time to bang on doors that refuse to open whatever obstacle is in front of you right now. Trust this is for your highest good. It is an opportunity to regroup and reconsider your choices, and you must trust that the intentions will take form in good time. Consider this a gift.
1: Ooh. Interesting.
0: That is kind of interesting.
1: Pachamama.
0: Pachamama. So, go Pachamama with the flow. Means.
1: I kind of like that. It's kind of what we talk about. Go with the flow.
0: We were literally just talking about that, like... You're feeling resistant to something don't force yourself to do just because you think you need to do listen to your body listen to your intuition
1: yes yes slow down slow down and or be in the flow up, whatever. <laughs> interesting all right well let's get into it so today we decided to talk about i guess woundology for lack of a better word uh just that person and maybe it's yourself that you know in your life that constantly tells their life story the minute that you meet them I guess to say they like to play the victim or the martyr and I think why knowing about this is important because this is kind of where people stop themselves from really healing and it's interesting because it's like I think we all know that person or persons, or again, like I said, maybe it's yourself. And it's like, I almost look at it like, if they heal, they feel like they won't have anything to talk about.
0: Right, like they won't be interesting anymore.
1: Which is sad. Yeah. Because I don't like to hear about, you know, people suffering right off the bat, like things that they've been through and that makes them feel bad about themselves or you know, whatever it is. So it's like, I
0: don't know. It's kind of like, to me, part of it's like, it's a defense mechanism, right? Like you, you first meet someone and if you tell them your broken story, then if they don't like you, like, I don't know. It's almost like, Hey, I messed up. So understand. Like it's like almost like you're trying to make an excuse for anything in the future part of that interaction. You know, like, you know, oh, I don't want people to think I'm weird or strange or whatever. And so if I tell them this story, like, it's almost justifying it so they'll know. But also there's the part of, like, having someone feel sorry for you or, or you know, I mean, there's so many different reasons why people do it, you know, like, to hold on to that story. Like, hey, I'm telling you this is my story so that when I, when I tell you my profession that I'm ashamed of. Like, it's been justified and validated by my story, right? Yeah. Like, the reason why I have a shitty job and I'm miserable is because of the shitty life that I've gone through. And that justifies and validates my the story. The shitty person they might right. be if, in as a as relationship
1: if that, or whatever, friendship. Right,
0: right. But it's like, yeah, you can't live by those stories. Like, no. I mean, I get it. We all have a past. We all oh, have a yeah. story. Um, and none of us should let it define us, whether it's good or bad.
1: But also too, by letting it define you, you're never gonna heal. You're never gonna move on. You're just gonna perpetuate that. You're gonna feel horrible all the time. Yeah. And and then guess what? Anybody that you're around is gonna feel that too. And guess what? They're not gonna want to be around you. Yeah. We're all energy, right? So if we're feeling this negative, toxic energy when we're around somebody, I don't want to be around that. It's like Yes, this terrible thing happened to you, but what are you going to learn from it to move past it and move on and help yourself heal? Right. What are you going to do to help others, too? Like, your story can help others. But I think the problem is, too, is, like, we're, you know, we're taught shame a lot in, in our stories. Mm-hmm. So people don't express how they're feeling or what they're going through and then that's like a complete opposite of the people that right off the bat give you their whole life story so it's like I think you got two extremes here you got the people that are taught that what they've been through is shameful and they don't speak about it and guess what when you don't talk about it you can't heal either Mm -hmm. because you you store those things in your body and your tissues and then it makes you sick it makes you tired makes you feel bad So, and then you got the people that their throat chakras are so open, they feel like right off the bat, they need to say, hi, my name is so-and-so, and and this is my story, and this is what happened to me, and this, this, this. And it's like, but why? Right. Why why do you need to, right off the bat, tell people that story? Like, you need to, you need to think better about yourself. And I think this kind of ties into the whole self-esteem, too. Yeah. So. Well,
0: and part of it, too, is like, you think about when you meet people, there's like these given questions that everyone asks right like are you married you know where do you live and what job do you have and it's like those are always like common questions that everyone asks right and part of it is because we use the answers to those questions to define somebody yeah right like oh that's the type of job you have or oh you're not married you're still single at this age or oh you you still live at home or you live in an apartment or, oh you live in this part of town or whatever, right like so then we try to it's like we ask these questions as if that defines someone. So sometimes I feel like that that's why those stories come up front because it's like I want I'd rather have my shitty past define me than my shitty f- current future or not not future present, right? But
1: But I like, also feel like that ties into low self-esteem
0: right. because if
1: you had high self-esteem, you wouldn't care what people thought about your job true, true. or, you know, where you live.
0: I mean, so. for a long time, I used to like, you know, I mean, I, I had social anxiety still. I don't know. I don't think I have it anymore as much, whatever, like going into social situations where I knew I was going to new meet people and people or new people. And they were going to ask me questions about my job that I hated. It was like the first thing I would say is like, well, first of all, I hate my job. It doesn't, you know. It's like almost like I had to tell people like this doesn't define me. I'm in customer service. Well, you know what I mean? It was just like this.
1: That's one of the problems with society is we we think our jobs define, define us. Right. We think our jobs are who we are. I mean, and even our not.
0: business doesn't define us as a person. It's it not who we are. Yeah.
1: You know, we're we're energy, mm-hmm. but you know. So I'm Melissa, like, you know, the first thing you're going to say is, hi, I'm Melissa, you know, I'm a yoga instructor, this, this, and that. And like, really, but who are you? Right. Like, I don't think that we really know who we are. And so we just use these roles um, that our tribes give us, starting with our names at birth. We use these roles and these titles as a way to divine ourselves. And then this is where kind of that, Hierarchy comes with people well thinking oh well you work here like I can't hang out with you you know like the judginess and like the woundology comes in because then the people think that they gotta make people feel sorry for them in order to to have relationships Mm -hmm. and it just becomes a vicious cycle because you just build this web around you and it's it's not healthy it's not you know it's not good.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, can it, and to me, that's something that you kind of learn. Like, I've I've met people where I don't know where they live, I don't know their last name, I don't know what job they have. I just remember having a good conversation with them. We laughed, you know, and it felt nice. And like to me, that's what defines you. Like, just. Your presence, your essence, your energy, just being around you. And if it's a good, positive thing, then I like you, right? Yeah. I enjoy your energy. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're going, where you used to be, where you are. Like, past, present, future doesn't matter. It's just
1: Well, yeah, and then those people connection. become vampires or energy suckers. Like, yeah. those people that are the woundologists or the martyrs, they become, like, they suck the energy out of you. And you just feel exhausted after being around them. So... You know, and unfortunately, sometimes it's even could be in the relationship you're in with somebody you live with. And mm. it's so hard, but you have to think highly about yourself. And we talk about not having an ego. But yes, you do need somewhat of an ego. You need that high self-esteem to think yourself worthy enough to not allow these vampires to suck the energy and life out of you that you think higher about yourself that you're like, I'm not I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah. And you get up and walk away.
0: Right.
1: And you live your life. And let them live in their misery. I mean...
0: Sometimes. Like, to me, sometimes, though, like... Like, and we've kind of talked about this from a different standpoint. Like, people that are always mean and angry and hateful. Like, sometimes showing a person like that love and compassion, regardless of how mean they are, can help see... Help them see the good in them. So, same thing with these miserable people. Like, sometimes you do have to. But, yes, they can be draining and... It's like you you just need to make sure you're not matching their energy. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, if if you're trying to help them out or whatever and they don't want to be helped, then, you know, you're just wasting your energy. Like, I get wanting to help people and things like that, but it's also the journey that they have to go through to want to heal and want to be better. And if they're not there, you can't force anything. I mean you can just bring that positive energy around them.
0: Right. And and they can feel it. Show by example, right? Like show them that Yeah. You know, there's Or try to find the positive in their stories. Like, oh well you are doing better than you were, right? You know what I mean? Like show them that even if they think their current situation sucks, the story that they're telling us of their past was worse than where they were at. So they're you know
1: Well and I think in perspective all of us at some point are woundologists like there's definitely times where i'm like oh man like you know it's tight this month with money and things like that but i'm like but and the flip side i have a roof over my head i have a car that i can drive that's reliable like i have these things that like puts things into perspective like you could be way worse
0: yeah
1: and you're healthy as long as you're
0: alive There's always worse. That's what I always say. Like, as long as you're able to speak, that means there's there's always worse, but there's always better.
1: Yeah. And and it's just it's the path we all have to take. You know, we're all here for a reason, whether we have figured it out or not. And when we allow other people's judgments and egos and expectations and whatever to be put on us, it deters us it wears us down it makes us tired it makes us feel bad and it's like stop allowing other people to project onto you right yeah. and it's always what's that saying like what you know what you don't like about somebody is a reflection of what you don't like about yourself and it's like so if you don't like that about somebody look inside and see like what's going on with you sorry the dog's in the background. <laughs> he's comfy. Uh, and you know there's definitely there's definitely people that we've had to cut out of our lives because they were vampires and it was it, it, and you know sometimes unfortunately it could be the closest people to you but it's like for your own right peace of mind I guess you need to do what's best for you
0: well and I think it's best for both too because like if you're just sitting there and allowing them to continually be that vampire and you know allowing you know just letting that behavior be okay that they're doing like you're also not showing them that that they need to pay attention you know what i mean like they need to pay attention to themselves more if they you know so sometimes cutting people off is i mean it's good for both of you
1: if you can if it's a situation where you cannot cut this person off then you need to learn to walk away you need to learn to walk away when when things start to get messy when things start to get confrontational because the last thing you want is somebody else giving a rise out of you you know like you want to be able to to handle your own emotions and and handle how you're feeling you don't want you don't want that so unfortunately it could be somebody that you can't walk away from but you have to learn how to deal with the situation so I guess kind of some things that could help with that is a yes walking away but you know then you got those people that they just love confrontation so they'll like follow you around till they get a reaction or a rise out of you and it's like at that point you just need to like leave leave for a little bit but that's i think where meditation and yoga and things like that come into play because if you have that zen so like i like to do my yoga in the morning because i feel like that sets the day the tone of the day so like I have my rituals I do in the morning because that just brings in so much Zen I'm really into EFT so like that helps me feel that calm and Zen for the rest of the day so I feel like setting that you know that time up for yourself where you can you can take in that positive energy and feel good about yourself then it's like I don't have room for all this negativity you don't have room for it your aura is so big that you just can't take in any more of that energy that no longer serves you
0: yeah and then it just like even like within conversations like i notice like i just have this awareness or whatever that you know when people start complaining about things i i either try to find the positive in it or change the subject you know like just yeah. don't give it any energy
1: well and i think too and it's by the way it's not an easy thing to do like <laughs> no not at all but I think, too, when you can kind of step back and just kind of look at things from someone else's perspective, it, you know, because I think it just definitely makes you be like, oh, okay, I can see why they would get upset about this. Or you may not agree with it, but if you could understand and see why it's like that, I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think it's something that, again, it's not easy to do, but once you can figure out how to do it, When you're around that person, it's like, all right, I know how to look at things now. I know how to take what they're saying. And yeah, like you said, just have a different perspective on things. Yeah,
0: just practicing compassion and perspective can help too. Like, you know, it's like, I don't think it's healthy to gossip about people, but if you have a friend or a loved one that you care about, then it's okay to kind of try to gain perspective even when they're not there, right? Like be like, they're they're always – you know, saying this or that, like, and then like, okay, what have they gone through in the past that may have caused this? Or what are they saying? You know what I mean? And just kind of sitting down and like, you know, trying to understand and have some compassion towards friends, family members, whoever, if you know them, like that can, that to me, like that kind of helps that practice, so that you can do it like in real time when you're actually interacting with them.
1: And, And you maybe be might be able to help them Talk through something that they're going through that they can't stop and let go of, but maybe you just being there and helping them, they'll be able to. Yeah. You know, there, there's definitely things that I don't think people ever actually completely let go and forget about, but there's definitely ways that you can move past it so that you can heal. Mm. And when you hold on to those things and it's constantly your story and you constantly bring it up the first time you meet somebody or it's always the topic of conversation. Guess what? You're never going to heal. And then that's going to be your story. I'm yeah. constantly in pain. I'm constantly, you know, people are constantly cutting me off or whatever it is. It's well, cuz yeah, yeah, that's what you're projecting. That's what that's what you're giving off. So that's what you're going to get. And it's and it's very hard to look at things in a perspective like that because you know, if you think about like karma energy, karmic energy, it's like, well, what did I do to actually deserve that?
0: right
1: and it's hard to try and tell somebody like well it happened for a reason you attracted it but in reality that's the truth right and i think that's we're always so quick to blame others it's like we don't actually sit with ourselves and kind of think about well what did i do to to attract that and a lot of the times too like and i talk about this in workshops when when you really honestly are going through you know people go start getting anxiety later on in their lives like and it, they're like, I don't know why I have anxiety all of a sudden. Like, I never had anxiety as a kid. Like, And it's like, it could be yours, but it could also be maybe you're more empathic and it's people that are around you that you're you're taking on their anxiety. Or it can be something from a past life that you've just carried over and you never worked through. Like, they say, like, the reason you keep coming back, your soul keeps coming back is because you haven't dealt with your past karmas yet. When you truly become enlightened and that's when you've dealt with all your karmas and, your energy is pure and whole
0: yeah and you know with anxiety it's interesting because i mean i didn't experience anxiety for the first 30 plus years of my life so like experience it now but part of it to me anxiety is it's a heightened energy right like when you're anxious your energy is heightened so like coffee can cause anxiety right Oh yeah so some so maybe even just later on in life you're just either more aware of the energy and you're more aware that your energy has spiked and so that's why it's causing anxiety, and then just having an understanding of that or what's going on at the time, like yeah, like oh, I did have two cups of coffee today. That's where my anxiety is coming from. It's not an actual anxiety attack per se, but I'm well, not a doctor. And
1: recognizing so. that too, and like you know, I know I can't drink coffee. Yeah. Like I can if if I've I know that and now I don't like to. Identify myself as I have anxiety. I don't like to put that label on me. But I've I, I can. Experience I expe- anxiety. I experienced anxiety my whole life, pretty much. So I know where it comes from. I know why I have it. So, But I also know my triggers. Mm-hmm. I also know, because I've had it my whole life, I've been able to figure out what really causes my anxiety. So I know coffee is for sure one of those things. So guess what? Maybe I'll drink decaf or maybe I'll just drink tea instead. Mm-hmm. Because I know that brings on my anxiety so there's there's things that I've learned about myself that yeah because like you said it's your energy is heightened mm. so I know that coffee's going to get my energy going <laughs> so I I definitely stay away from it but that that's me you know there's some people that can drink coffee and not have any issues and then be sitting in a yoga class and all of a sudden get get anxiety from a yoga pose so it's it's just identifying yeah. what your triggers are but anyways that's a whole other episode but <laughs> just going back to making that your story and, right. and making that your label so and this this comes from our you know root chakra energy when we're first born you know it's that tribal Connection. And like I said, it starts when we first are born with our name. So, like having that role put on us right off the bat, we're conditioned and we're trained that, yeah. you know, if our parents are bad with money, guess what? We're going to be bad with money. If, you know, this, if our parents are a certain religion, we're expected to be a certain religion. So if it's like. If your parents are it, a
0: certain profession, like you're expected to at least do that or yeah. better, right? Like if your parents were both doctors, then as a kid your whole life people are probably gonna be like oh so you're gonna be a doctor yeah you know and it's like or if you're not gonna be a doctor then that means you're gonna be something better than a doctor because why would you not be at least a doctor you know what i mean it's like yeah we put all these expectations
1: it's a lot of pressure and a lot of the pressure isn't even ours it's just it's there from the day we're born so it it can be intense you know and, and especially nowadays like things are just so much crazier so it's like and when you can't do much at the moment that's adding even more pressure onto your plate because you know I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have lost their jobs so they're yeah. trying to figure out how you know food putting food on the table and it's like that's pressure but
0: yeah I can't imagine like, that, trying to go out and like interview right now and ugh. God. No. doing an interview with a face mask, <laughs> like I just, I mean, even interviewing someone with a face mask, like, you know, like trying to, yeah, I don't know. It, it's got to be tough for people.
1: Well, yeah. And just worrying about financially, mm. their financial needs. And if yeah. you have a family, like, God, that's even more stressful. So it's just, but again, are you going to allow that to define you and become your wound? Right. Or are you going to persevere?
0: Right. Are you going to COVID ruined my life or I persevered through COVID?
1: Yeah, we should get shirts like that. I persevered <laughs> through COVID. That's good. But, yeah, so so maybe you just want to think about it. Think about, is, is it, do you feel like you're somebody that right off the bat tells your wounds to the people that you meet? Mm-hmm. Do you know? I'm, I'm sure we all know one person. At least one. At least one person in our lives that, that we know (laughs)
0: perpetually define themselves by their past once they meet somebody yeah
1: yeah and don't do anything about it like just complain it's
0: okay it's okay to complain as long as you are gonna do something about it
1: and if you are if you want help from somebody that's a totally different story too because being vulnerable enough to be like hey i need help to go through this is, it's okay, but I just, yeah, It's again, it's going back to, like, people just, they don't want to be judged, so yeah. they feel like, hey, if I say this right away, but.
0: I think that's another piece, though, like, you know, when people do tell that story to you immediately, like, to most people, it's it, it is them asking for help, right? Like, why would you tell me this right off the bat unless you're seeking help? Mm -hmm. and then for the most part they're not though right they don't want help they want that to be their story and then you try to help them and all that does is upset them yeah right it's like i'm telling you this just so you know i don't want any advice or help or anything it's like then why tell
1: yeah why make that your story right why Why
0: define it if i don't know yeah
1: but and again it's it's the way we're conditioned. It's the way, you know, you might be a woundologist just not even realize it. So it's like kind of sitting and just thinking about, all right, am I letting my past or whatever crap I've been through define me or am I letting it make me stronger? Mm-hmm. You know, which is why I started the yoga, like why I wanted to start the yoga studio is because past with anxiety and depression and things like that and finding yoga and realizing like, Wow, yoga is more than just a physical practice wearing the cute yoga clothes and whatever. Like, it, there's more to this. So I took my past circumstance and was like, I'm going to use it to help people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's empowering. So using that to empower yourselves to move forward. And then people can relate to you. You know, there there definitely is like when people hear your story, it's definitely like, oh, I can totally relate. And that's different. So, but if you continually just make it about this sad, sappy story and nothing's getting better and I'm this and I'm that and no one likes me, blah, blah, blah. It's like then eventually, guess what? That's going to be your story because no one's going to want to be around you.
0: Right.
1: But allowing that. same sad song. To, <laughs> yeah. It's like allowing this story to help others and yourself heal I think is huge and like I said it's very very empowering and it it just feels good because also too it's coming from a authentic place so when I do my workshops for yoga and depression anxiety guess what that is something that I am speaking of from personal experience right so I can relate to every single person that's in that room and I you know it's it's very important because It's, it's just, it's very vulnerable and scary to kind of come out with strangers. And,
0: and that's the time for you to tell your story, right? right? Like, cause there's purpose behind it. Like, Hey, we're here for anxiety and depression. I'm running this workshop. This is what I've gone through. Like to let people know, like, I'm not just running this workshop because, because I know people have anxiety and depression and I can make some money off of it. It's like, no, there's something personal here. And I've been through what you're going through.
1: And even if what I teach them doesn't work for them, there Mm. might be 12 people in the room. And if one person says, wow, that really made a difference, then that's it.
0: Yeah. But see, to me, even the fact that there's 12 people, like if you have 12 people, those 12 people now know that they're not the only one going, you know, everyone thinks they're the only one going through their shit. And it's like, no, we're all going through something. Some are similar right there's going to be similar experiences maybe not identical but just know like you're not the only one going through it and you're not the only one that's gone through it or
1: will go through it right so
0: and made it out on the other side yeah you know it's like you can survive this you can get through this
1: well and i also like too, like you know you don't realize how many people even just like that will do a yoga class and be like, oh, my God, like, this is huge. And it's like, yes, that's what I want, because that was my story, you know. Yeah. So right, now it's it. like, yes, feel it. Embrace it. Know that it's OK. Don't feel bad for feeling good. Give yourself like, you know, like we were talking about earlier. I'm like this mercury retrograde has been so hard on me. I'm, But I'm also like, I'm just going with it. Mm-hmm. So like we talked earlier in the first episode how me giving up control has been so hard but I definitely had to do that a lot and it's like with this retrograde I'm like I'm exhausted all the time I just I have to find like the strength to even be like all right I gotta go teach but then once I'm there and once I'm around these amazing people the energy lifts me up yeah and I feel amazing and then I'm like afterwards I'm like oh that felt so good and I'm like So you go with the good and you go with the bad.
0: See, So like when it comes to being tired, the one thing that I've kind of learned over the years energetically is like you're only tired and bored when you're doing things you don't want to do or that you're not enjoying or whatever. Right. Like I could be exhausted. And if someone asked me to go play poker, I could go play poker for like six hours. You know what I mean? Because I enjoy doing that. So or even meditate or whatever. Right. So like just like you, it's like you're exhausted. When you're at home because you're bored or whatever, right? You're tired of reading, you're no one to watch TV or whatever, you know, you're tired of those activities. But once you put yourself in an activity that you know you love and enjoy, it energizes you. Yeah. So sometimes even just being drained, it's like, all right, what can I find that I enjoy that can bring that energy back? Yeah. Yeah. But
1: also just embracing The fact that Hey you're tired right. It's okay yeah. Yeah, Be tired Because yeah. when you fight it It's even more draining And tired mm-hmm. So And I'm getting my level 3 Reiki attunement tomorrow And I think my body's Prepping for it Because like my Reiki's Been crazy And I think that's been Making me exhausted So like my body knows It's like gonna be going Through this energetic Shift tomorrow So it's like prepping me yeah. uh, For what I'm gonna be Going through But uh, Yeah It's just It's definitely, it's definitely interesting, but.
0: And just like the card we pulled, like, you know, going with the flow. So if you're feeling exhausted and tired, go with that. Don't, don't go upstream and try to fight that. I mean, unless, unless you have something that you're actually obligated to do, then you have to find a way to kind of push through that. But in that moment, like embrace it, accept it, like take a moment is, you know, like it's like, oh, I'm tired, but there's so much to do around the house. Can it wait? Yeah. Right. Can it wait for you to re energize yourself? You know, or can your partners, kids, someone help you out? You know, like the dishes can wait an hour in order for you to rejuvenate. You yeah. know, like it's okay.
1: Spiritual recharge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh, no, and I definitely feel like, at least for us, because we understand energetically, like energetic shifts and all the things going on, like we know. Like, when one of us is going through it a little bit more hard than the other, we're like, all right, we might have to pick up the slack a little bit more. Like, you know, you went through it a few months ago, and I was like, all right, I'm going to let him go through it. I'm just going to pick up some slack and just let him be and know that nothing is permanent.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: This too shall pass. So.
0: And I'm so grateful that you did that. It's like, now anytime I can help you out, or I even try to go out of my way sometimes because it's like,
1: well, yeah, because now I feel I like I can give up control and I can <laughs> not do something because I'm like, all right, he's going to pick up the slack for me and I'm not going to have to worry about it. So it makes a huge difference. So I think, too, like we talk about vampires and energy suckers. It's like you have to make sure you're in relationships with people that are going to be there for you and Balanced. have your back. Yeah, your yin, your yang. Like that is so important. So it's like, yeah, it feels good. <laughs> Um, so I think that's pretty much it for this woundology episode. And by the way, we didn't make up that word. Um we heard it on a show on Gaia. I think it's called Sacred Power. So, um, just it it kind of resonated with us a lot. So we wanted to talk about it. So if you have any questions or you wanna, you know, talk about anything we're always available on our facebook page soul flow yoga inc or on instagram soul flow yoga one uh at the studio email melissa at soul jason at soul so you can get a hold of us yeah. anytime
0: and we love talking about this stuff so yes I'm, i get excited when people shoot me questions i'm like yeah. yay i finally get some interaction like let's do this
1: so thank you all for listening to our episode
0: Love and appreciate you.
1: Yes, and we will be back next week with another episode.
0: Peace.